urgent you. care. Urgent care. Welcome to Urgent, Urgent Care. Care. I'm Joel Kim Booster. I'm Mitra Johari. And we're here to help you to the best of our ability. Which is limited. Limited. And legally not useful. Not useful legally. <laughs> <laughs> Which means basically you can't sue us. If you listen to what comes out of our little worm-addled brains, mm-hmm. then you can't sue us. Okay? If you do what we say. Let me hit you one thing straight. Uh-huh. If you do what I say, you can't get, get mad. mad. <laughs> So now that we're and we're kind of going to go off script now, uh, <laughs> the intros are always sort of the most tightly written mm-hmm. portion of the show. And then anything after that is pretty loosey goosey. People spend hours in a writer's room. We have a writer's room of about 400 people yeah. that gets together and submits us a huge stack of things for us to say. Damon Lindelof, staff writer, not even showrunner, because you know who is the showrunner? Margaret Cho. <laughs> <laughs> Margaret Cho, um, that is our showrunner. Yes. Um, and you know, and Aaron Sorkin, Sorkin is yes. the writer's assistant. Of course, humble, humble, <laughs> humble Aaron. Humble. Sorkin. He's just there to learn. He's just there, pick up a few things, and mm-hmm. then Amy Sherman Palladino, <laughs> not allowed on the premises. <laughs> but her hats are script coordinator. <laughs> How are you doing, Mitra? I'm doing. Great. Really? Yeah. I'm taking a pottery class. Wow. That is my personality. That's huge. Where um and have you made anything? I made two bowls. Okay. And how were they? The, okay. Are they functional? Here's the thing. Decorative? I made one of them is really good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and the other one is a little wonky, but I I am the reason I took it is because I'm addicted to work and I wanted to do something that was short term commitment. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you remember in the last episode, I wanted to go back to college because mm-hmm. I had two weeks off. And <laughs> um, this has been nice because I'm not a good artist and Mm-mm. it is, I've truly no visual. Many people have said that about you. Yes, that is sort of my, my the hallmark of my personality is that I have absolutely no vision and mm-hmm. no a sort of aesthetic, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. yeah, I mean, look <laughs> at me. I'm, I'm wearing a shirt and pants. <laughs> Grow up. <laughs> um, but it's really nice. That's good. Um, yeah. I would like, I'm also similarly, I struggle. I have no, I've never been able to draw. I took art classes from Miss Susan for years. Years Miss Susan tried to teach me how to draw and I couldn't ever learn. And if Miss Susan can't teach if you how Ms. to draw. If Miss Susan can't who teach you. Can? Nobody. Yeah. Nobody. In fact, I think Miss Susan was one of the earliest voices in my life who really um, advocated for me as um, she thought it was so weird that I was homeschooled and would be like every day she's like, do your parents know you hate this? Have you talked to them about maybe sending you to school like a normal kid? And I was like, Miss Susan, yes, have I ever. I also remember going to Miss Susan's house, getting to, she taught our class out of her basement and telling her, I love the Summer Olympics because those men in those swimpitas, this is like, I'm like nine years old at that point. And Miss Susan sort of like smiling and being like, yeah. Yeah, she's like, interesting. Well, interesting. No, interesting. she knew. She clocked. She clocked. She clocked. She clocked. She clocked that I was gay. I, I, I recently sat next to a woman crocheting on the airplane, and I thought, maybe that's for me. I don't actually want to make anything, though. I just sort of want to make a big, long thing, just something to do with my hands. Are you bringing out a crochet needle right now? I'm literally Stop it. I Modern embroidery. an embroidery kit because I don't know. Have you do. tried it? I, I just got it, so I'm, like, about to try it. Here's what I'm finding, is I cannot sit and watch television anymore without doing a secondary activity. Mm-hmm. I find it very difficult, unless I'm very, very stoned, to sit and do one, uh, just to watch anything. I need a secondary activity, and it cannot be my phone. I know. I've decided that it's, like, I'm looking now at two different screens for hours on end, and I need, like, a secondary sort of activity, and I think crocheting is it. I would love to see you crochet. I used to crochet when I was young. My mom taught me how to crochet. And I I would crochet the fucking living daylights out of everyone. It's so hard to pay attention to anything. Yeah. It's bad. (laughs) Sad. That's why why I'm putting all my money on Quibi. 
quick bites, baby. Yeah. <laughs> you are the, the leading investor, correct? Yeah. I am the leading investor. What's up with you? Um, I'm sick all the time. Been sick since I moved to LA two years ago. Constantly. And you know why? The air quality today, so bad. I thought I felt sick all morning. If you felt sick this morning, it's because the air quality in, in LA right now is just and below the air quality in Shanghai. Whatever day you're hearing this, it's really bad. I bet. Sick. I bet. I bet it's even worse. Probably. I bet it, it gets worse in the wintertime in LA. I haven't, this is the most dad quality about me is I wake up every day and I, ch- I have um, this app that tells me the air quality in several different cities. Um, and I email or, or I text rather all of my lovers in all the cities that I'm monitoring and I say, don't go outside today. <laughs> is that <laughs> because, real? Yeah, that is real. <laughs> Actually, it's just two lovers that I have in one specific city. And Which city? San Francisco. Okay. And, and, is and it their drastically different? Um, it's better. It's normally better than ours. Mm-hmm. But because they were having some fire issues recently, and one of my lovers in San Francisco had nasal surgery, and I would wake up every day and I would say, Close the windows. That's a pretty good excuse to text a lover. I mean, we text every day. Okay, that's so. nice. But I, like, as someone who, um, you know, our listeners might be looking for reasons to text oh, yeah. that they're interested in. I feel like that's a really air fun quality. One. That's kind of fun. Air quality. Give it's them a just quick like a, update on hey, air what's quality. Up? It's like yeah. don't go outside. <laughs> don't go outside. You're in danger. One of them told me, me I'm going to play tennis, and I said indoor. I hope indoor. I hope because they. Have- <laughs> And that's the air quality is so bad. Banter and repartee you get if you're hooking up with Joel. I I hate it. You'd think that the air quality would be better here than it was in New York, but in New York, uh, extremely, extremely better. It is. It is fun to like learn this about you at this stage. (laughs) (laughs) That like this is one of your passions. I know that you do every day. Air quality. You got to check it out. Have you have you guys heard about this air quality? <laughs> I never check the weather. I never I, I like always just sort of dress for what I want it to be like outside. And that is a horrible quality. I think that's why LA is a, a good fit for you because that is sort of the vibe here in LA. Yeah. You can just sort of dress however, and it will in some at some point in the day will be right. And yeah. at some it was point much in harder the day will be wrong. In New York for sure. Because I would like I like to, well, whatever. This is, I can't hear myself talk about this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and that, ladies and gentlemen, is, uh, I think, a skill that we could all learn. Is when you hear yourself saying some stupid, boring-ass shit, <laughs> stop yourself. Abort, abort, abort. Okay? Oh, that's my advice. Every woman has a right to choose when she stops talking and lets a man take over. <laughs> Yeah, originally I was going to do this podcast alone and Earwolf was like, you're going to need a man in the, involved in this because so you, so otherwise you're not going to shut the fuck up. Exactly. And I was like, you're right. And that's why I'm here. That's why I'm here. And that's why I'm here to tell you we're going to go to a break. And then when we come back, we're actually going to do our fucking jobs. Okay? <laughs> Thank you, sir. <laughs> And we are back and we've got uh, this one. Oh my God. Speaking of what we were talking about in the intro, this one is really close to my heart. Let's play the track, Dana. <laughs> play the, whoa. <laughs> play the Hi, track. Hi, so I just moved into a very, very dirty apartment. I didn't know it was dirty when I moved into it, but I've vacuumed up so much dust from this apartment that it's literally killing me. Like I'm, Like I just got done being sick. So my main question is, how do I get a uh, revenge on my landlord without losing my deposit? Thank you. I'll take the answer off the air if you want. <laughs> okay, first of all, bitch, we ain't... What do you think we're doing here? <laughs> that we would take your, give you an answer off air. It's all for the air. It's, the the only never, reason we're doing this is for attention. For the air, okay? <laughs> we would never give an answer off air, okay? Never. <laughs> Ever. And here's the other thing I want to tell also, you. Is this you? No. <laughs> it's not me, but it's so my life. Because I want to tell you something. I want to tell you something, babe. Listen close. Turn the volume up on your iPod, okay? Turn off because, the TV. <laughs> because that wasn't dust, okay? You're living in an apartment with mold. I'm going to tell you scientifically that I know for a fact that what you're experiencing is not dust, it's mold. It might be, it might, the dust might, the mold might be living in the dust. It might be carried on the dust that you're vacuuming up. But I know, I can hear it in your voice. I can diagnose it. It's mold. And you need to get out of there. You need to break your lease. You need to get out of that apartment as soon, 
Drop what you're doing. Leave now. If you're getting sick, your health is more important than your deposit. But also, um, if you if I, if I were in this position, I would probably just keep living there and not do anything. If you don't want to cause drama and and you want to keep your deposit, you know that's why I moved recently though. Was Last mold? month, I woke up one day and I said, "I have mold." I did not get it cleared by any specialists or or <laughs> mold detectors. I woke up one morning and I said, "That's it. I have mold." And I knew it. I knew it in my bones. And I have a sense about these things. I, I know when someone has Do mold. Do I have mold? No. Okay. You're clear. Thank you. Dana, you're clear. <laughs> Ryan, you're clear. Colin, you're clear. Everybody else in this room is clear. And I'm clear now too. Okay? But our caller, not clear. You have mold, my friend. Get out. Okay? So we're seeing a scary side of Joel in this episode, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I used to call them like I see them, and I and I actually, I really appreciate the sort of revenge centric angle that this caller has taken. It's not like how to get rid of the mold that he has. It is how do I get revenge for not being for not having the mold disclosed to me? Yeah, well, you know what? If you really want to get revenge, you should let the mold get really, really bad, mm-hmm. and then um, die in the apartment. Die and then in the what apartment. an inconvenience! <laughs> What an inconvenience to your landlord that would be to clean your body out of that apartment. And then, like, you won't get your deposit back, but then it just won't matter. Exactly. Like, you're going to be in a place where money doesn't matter anymore. Mm, no, he won't, because heaven doesn't exist, Mitra. Excuse heaven me. Heaven doesn't exist. And this is sort of— He will be is... rotting in the ground. He will be just another platform for the mold to grow in that apartment. And, and here's kind of where Joel and I differ, is that um, I know that I'm going to heaven when I die. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to elaborate on that, but I know. You're going to be bones in the ground. And soul in the sky, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I think we solved it. All right, you're welcome. Moving on. Moving on. Our next one is an email um, that is a pretty unique situation. Um, It it has so much going for it. I'm going to just go ahead and read it. They they titled the email uh, for us, Playground Etiquette. Uh, they said, good morning. First, I have to say that I'm loving this podcast so far. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> that's the part of the email that I wrote. Uh, <laughs> here's my dilemma, and I'm hoping we can work through it together. I've been divorced for a couple of years now, and my ex and I have be- both been in other relationships since. We have a toddler and kick ass at co-parenting, so much so that I go out with his now ex-girlfriend frequently. She still sees my son, etc. This may sound like a bit much, but I have to add that me, my ex-husband, his ex-girlfriend, and my ex-boyfriend all work for the same company. <laughs> okay. <laughs> different departments, different schedules, yada yada, but we're all adults for fuck's sake. Okay. Anywho, after... The course of a few months, I've posted occasional photos of my ex-spouse and I doing holiday things with his son, photos of his ex-girlfriend and I out and about. The two of them will still, and the two of them will still hit happy hour and run into my ex-boyfriend in whatever hole he's diving into this week. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So there is public knowledge that everyone gets along. Uh, recently, a coworker completely removed from this situation sent me a message advising me to keep things quiet for a while because he's been hearing things around the office. I work from home and am a hermit, so I have no idea what he's talking about. Turns out there is a rumor going around that the four of us are swingers. I've been accused of worse and find this very entertaining, but out of respect for the other parties, do I try to debunk this myth somehow or hop on the merry-go-round and enjoy the ride? Well, well, well. I love it. I love it too. What should we call it? I'm so this? confused. I, I mean, yes, definitely. What a tangled, tangled web. Truly Shakespearean. Yeah. Um, yeah, so let's call her um, Wilhelmina Shakespeare. <laughs> no, <laughs> Wait, delete that. No, we have Edit to. That. No, no, Joel no, wants to call her no, Wilhelmina Shakespeare. No, and no, so it shall no. be. You said it, not me. I don't have improv training. Yeah, well, I, I can't tell. <laughs> Listen, I think this is amazing. And you know my answer is going to be stoke the fires, babe. <laughs> this is just but a little baby bonfire now. And I think you have the ability to make it a wildfire that spreads throughout the offices of, I want to say, Groupon? Zappos? I mean, who knows? If Which e-commerce? really work yeah. from home in that way. But here's what I think, um, sort of in the in the same vein and the line of also deflecting, uh, is that you're working from home. You don't deal with any of this yeah. stuff. So why not, um, as you put it, hop on the merry-go-round and enjoy the ride? Also, that feels like a euphemism. Are you going to try and start swinging? Yeah. Well, this is it's crazy that you all work in the same at the same place. This is Gray's Anatomy. Yes. We're, I mean, you are so intertwined. You are like, Meredith Gray. Are you? 
working from home, seeing patients out of your apartment. (laughs) (laughs) And you've got your McDreamy and your McSteamy and then Sandra O. (laughs) 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 And that thus concludes my knowledge of Grey's Anatomy. Wow. (laughs) But diagnosis... Uh, wait. (laughs) 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 My prescription, um, keep doing what you're doing and do more of it. I think you need to, I do think you need to, assuming that this other coworker just told you, you need to make sure that your ex and that your, um, your, his ex are all aware yeah, that they, these are the rumors. Know that these are but the if rumors. everyone's cool with the rumors happening, then I think it's also like people are bored and they're going to say stuff. All the world's a stage. You should know that better than anyone. Wilhelmina Shakespeare. <laughs> <laughs> All the world's a stage. I think your office is now the stage, and I think you need to sort of because um, this is it's such a dumb thing that like people are seeing you guys appear in each other's socials, and it's like they must be swinging. It's like what year is this? Get yeah, and it's like, also, that's Punish cool. them. Punish them by um, making them look even more foolish than they already look. Yeah. You should you should comment, like, the your p- caption should be, like this picture if you think that we are all having sex with yeah. each other. <laughs> and just start the dialogue. That's practical. Yeah. I love that. I'm I love that for Wilhelmina. Wilhelmina Shakespeare. I hate you so much. That is the choice that you made. <laughs> <laughs> and when we come back, we'll have another call. <laughs> Okay, Mitra, we've um, made up off air. Yes. And we are ready to was, pr- proceed as professionals. A really tough conversation <laughs> about Wilhelmina Shakespeare. But it needed to happen. It needed to happen. Before we move on to this very serious call. Because I think I was supporting you by forcing you to I think you were trying to humiliate me in front of our millions of listeners. <laughs> <laughs> and to every single one of the millions and millions of people who... <laughs> Have are sort invested of in this. Shot us up the, <laughs> the, the 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 charts. Someone recently told me at the gym, actually, a fellow Earwolf podcaster said, "I saw you guys um, doing so well in the charts," and I was like, "I don't have access to the charts." What do you? And she was like, "No, I was just talking about like this the like the thing that you see on the home screen." And I was like, "Oh, those are the charts." Yeah. And I was really disappointed. I thought there was another chart. <laughs> Anyways, Dana, roll the track. <laughs> Hi, Mitra. Hi, Joel. My name is Charlie. Um, I'm 20 years old. I use they, them pronouns, so that'd be great if you could do that if you answer my voicemail. Hope you're both doing well. I've loved the podcast so far. <laughs> I'm calling um, for a sort of random, specific question that I'm looking for advice from. And that's basically, I have a hard time talking to my friends about well, I guess this isn't random. Um, I have a hard time talking to my friends about sex, and I'd like to be more open about it. Um, something that I have, like, really great um, support system and, like, really good friends and a lot of friends who are very open about sex. And it is something that I feel like I want to be more open with because I understand that that's not something that anyone should have to feel that I have to talk about or um, be private. Um, but I feel like for me, the more that I keep things like that private, the more they can become sort of self-destructive behaviors. So if you have any sort of advice about how to come to terms with being more open about that, um, and especially in terms of being a queer person, um, I would really appreciate any advice or help you can give. Um, and I'm looking forward to potentially being named something by you guys. So. <laughs> This on the I'll heels of Wilhelmina Shakespeare is tough. <laughs> it's tough to hear. Do you want to take this? No, or? <laughs> no, I do not. I do want to. I I want to be so respectful of this caller by giving them an absolutely disrespectful name because <laughs> it's a very serious question that this person is asking us, and I yes. think we should be. Um, but I don't. But I I think we should. I they really wanted to be named, and I think we should name them something along the lines of random. <laughs> <laughs> Something random. Um, <laughs> but I, I named the last one flawlessly, and I think it's your turn to sort of show the audience what years of improv training. Wilhelmina and- Random. <laughs> okay, Wilhelmina Random. <laughs> Wilhelmina Random. That really rolls off the tongue. Yeah. Um, Mix Random. 
That's the end. Amb- you remember back in like 2015 when Mix was, oh, uh, yes. was the end? I thought it was a, like a, a, a McDreamy, McSteamy, McRandom. McRandom. <laughs> Actually, okay. This is, and this is why we work as partners because we just landed on it. This, Mc- we will call this person McRandom. McRandom. Um, here's some, here's my big, my piece of advice to McRandom about being more open about sex. Um, if you want to learn how to do it, um, get into stand up, babe. Start a stand-up career. Because let me tell you, read my YouTube comments, that's all I talk about. It's sex. Sex on sex on sex on sex. Just nonstop. I get on stage and I put my hole to the mic and not my mouth hole. <laughs> and it's really freed me up. I don't... I actually... I'm confused. I think... Um, I think you're looking... I think they've reverse-engineered the the solution to the real problem that they're having, which is the real problem that they're having is that they have uh, self-destructive sexual behaviors and they think that talking about just sex generally with their friends will make them, will, will lessen that. That was sort of buried in the end of the call because what, yeah, they're, the they're first answer, they answer for themselves. They say, I know that I don't have to do this. And that they have supportive friends, which I think it's is great. the biggest Robot ever- for some people right. is just that they don't feel like they have people they can talk to. And like this person is so lucky that they have people that make them feel safe. So I think with anything that feels uncomfortable or new, like you just have to ride out that feeling of discomfort the first few times yeah. that you talk about it. And then it'll feel easier every time. But like, I, I also they, they hit it on the head when they say not you don't. There is no pressure to talk about this kind of stuff. No, and it and I, I don't un, and I think that they think that be be that they're hiding or they're sort of cl- being closed off about this part of their life is leading to self-destructive behavior and I think that if they are engaging in self-destructive behavior sexually that being like that I don't think that necessarily like talking about it or being open with their friends is the thing that's going to solve that issue. But it definitely will help with just processing and like if For you're, sure. if you're if you're nervous about something or you're confused about something that you're doing talking about it with the supportive friends is certainly not going to be yeah. harm, harmful, I, more harmful than the self definitely will be less harmful than the self I wonder, too, behavior. if it's a context thing of, of the sort of where it's all happening. Because, like, part is it like party chat where you're all in a circle and you're like, what's the nastiest thing that you did Right, I mean, week? I, you like, know? I don't really engage in that way. No, That's, I, in fact, when we talked about sending nudes, I think that was, like, the first, the closest to sex talk that we've had, even though I talk about, I'm pretty open about it, but like, yeah, I mean, I, I feel I'm somebody like, I feel I am like very fine to be in those spaces, but I'm not very forthcoming when it comes to my own sex life. And and that's fine. Yeah. It's, I don't think it does not like lessen my connection to my friends at all. Like I still have like deep emotional connections to mm-hmm. my friends and like they feel comfortable talking to me about that stuff. And I'm as I share as much as I'm comfortable yeah. with and they get that. And maybe so again, like if, if this is all happening in the group settings where everyone's sort of like throwing out and talking about their, their sex lives, maybe step it back a little bit and choose the one person. Yeah. If you want to talk about very it very slowly. And also the, the other thing is that I'm assuming you have some queer friends, which, you know, I think that like, if it's a mixed group that you're hanging with, maybe like, you know, start with just your closest queer sisters. And I mean that in the gender neutral way <laughs> that I prefer to everyone. And um, start there. Because, I, and again, like, I do wonder, I do think there is a, there is a question buried underneath this question. Or yes. a problem buried underneath this problem. I also, like, this... If this is, you know, a matter of access and all that kind of stuff, too. But if you're not going to therapy, get in it, babe. get into therapy. Okay. And that's sort of always, 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 always underneath every piece of advice that we give on this. Yes. Lie show. and go to therapy. Lie and go to therapy. <laughs> <laughs> and then lie to your therapist. No, don't do that. Don't but lie here's to your the therapist. Because here's the other thing I want to be clear about, too, is that you might think that all of your friends are being completely transparent about their sexual proclivities, but they're not. Mm Because there are definitely things, there are definitely destructive things and behaviors that I like engage in. And part of the appeal is that they are secret, especially (laughs) when I'm like very open about 90% of all the gross ass shit that I do in the bedroom. The secret (laughs) stuff is. Well, it's not gross, it's just a sin. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So to recap, I think um, baby steps choose one friend, Mm -hmm. sort of make them that friend. 
Um, you do not have to talk about this stuff in group and, settings. And do not feel the need to talk about it at all if you don't want to. If, if you think, I, I wonder why you feel that, that it's, it's even necessary. I think it's because you think that it will stave off destructive behavior and it won't. The only thing that will do that is serious work on yourself with a medical professional. Yes. And a way to start that work is just to be open and honest if you want to be with friends or your trusted medical yeah. professional. Or start a blog. <laughs> start a blog. Start a blog. <laughs> Carrie Bradshaw. And that's sort of something that we feel uh, it also applies to any situation. Mm-hmm. Is just start, start a blog. A blog. <laughs> and on that, we're going to take a break. <laughs> and we're back um, with another very specific Christian, I love our young listeners. Me too. I didn't, ex- I, we had no idea going into this who would sort of be seeking out our advice. And I'm sort of delighted and horrified to learn that it is young people. <laughs> so let's hear from one of them now. Hi, Mitra and Joel. My name's Olivia. Um, I'm a senior in high school and also I'm a dyke. That's crucial to this question. Um, <laughs> so I would like a girlfriend. It's cuffing season. You know the vibe. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. The problem is, I'm a senior in high school. There's 250 people in my grade. They're all boring and ugly, except, like, my friends. I'm not going to date one of my friends because they're my friends. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't want to date someone who does not go to my school because, frankly, I don't have time for that. Um, but... I would like to date someone <laughs> really badly <laughs> in a while. Um, and so, yeah, how do I go about uh, finding someone to date? Oh, I live in New York City. It's not like there's, like, a total absence of, like, high school-aged dykes. Um, it's just, like, man, I hate everyone at my school. My dating pool is uh, tiny. <laughs> um, and also, how do I differentiate between actually wanting to date someone and just wanting to like steadily be able to fuck them um because that is also an issue i have had in past relationships um yeah thanks love the podcast xoxo bye i'm mad i'm shaken (laughs) i'm really mad at this person how dare they say they have no time to date outside of their high school They tell me a 31-year-old man. I can't date outside of my own high school because I don't have time for that. We should give them what is the commute? What is this person's name? Yeah. Um XOXO. <laughs> oh, gossip girl. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna I, I was gonna say, but I, I don't wanna repeat the slur. It's not for me to repeat, but gossip slur. <laughs> gossip slur. Um Self, you self-identified. I, I will not. I will not be engaging in that. But gossip slur, <laughs> I have to say, as someone who was else also out in high school, very horny, the only boyfriends I had in high school went to different schools. And that's what you got to do when you're a gay teen. I'm sorry. Yeah, you've really put together sort of a, an impossible situation because you yourself described everyone except for your friends, friends. at your school as being boring, boring and, and ugly, ugly. <laughs> which is incredible. Um, Support that. It's, Support that fully. I love that energy. It is, um, <laughs> you're really limiting the playing field by calling everyone boring and ugly, which is fine. You said That's you don't how I wanna... feel about most people too, though, to be honest. Sure. I would say out of the one, two, three, four, five people in this room, all, mm, I would say only tread lightly i would say i would say one person in i would say everyone but one person is boring and ugly <laughs> jk jk everyone okay. is okay got every the, the, so much you, going on you can't see this because this is an audio medium but frost built on the window <laughs> there's a, chi- a shiver a chill went through the room i'm just, as we all I'm just turned kidding on each other i have to say you have to um gossip slur you must get on myspace <laughs> search for other people in sort of the mile radius of your school. Yeah, I And mean, that's how I met three of my high school boyfriends. Yeah, if on you don't want to date in your school, then you have to date out of your school. Yeah, I feel like this person <laughs> has been driven sort of insane by their own horniness because you've painted yourself into a corner where you have no options. And also, I do love that you're like, I don't want to date my friends because they're my friends. And it's like, well, babe, <laughs> have you seen any rom-com ever? Yeah. Also, Ross and Rachel senior. started as friends. 
You're a senior, so chances are some of these. I mean, some of these friends are not going to stay your friends. I know, and, and everybody college, thinks they're the exception. Everybody thinks they're the exception, but you will have steadily and steadily less and less room for people that you met in the previous part of your life. Okay, mm-hmm. you've got a couple slots. Choose the people who are going to be in those slots, and then fuck the rest. <laughs> That's Literally. Perfect. I Literally. love that. Literally. Uh, yeah. And, you know, you're in New York City. You have options. You just have to explore those options. I mean, go to a book reading. Go to the Strand. Knock over a pile of books. And then whoever, in the women's whoever section. helps you pick up the books is your new life partner. Exactly. <laughs> you gotta, I, this is the other thing. You're in New York City. What do you, like, what do you mean you don't have time I did. I lived in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, off the L train, the famed L train, mm-hmm. and I dated somebody who lived off of One Forty Fifth on the A train. Heard of it, honey? And that is a sickness. My phone died twice while going to see him <laughs> on the train. Can you imagine? I can't. No, I. I actually. And I had a I real can't. life. Okay, <laughs> I don't want to disparage your life as a high school senior. It's very, very busy. But, but guess what? Compared to my life. It was not real in New York. Okay, <laughs> not real. XO XO gossip slur. I just want to say you have the time. You have the time. You absolutely have the time. If, if I can work fifty five hours a week and go to three open mics at night and then still take it, my drag my ass uptown to see someone who lives easily an hour and ten minutes away from me by easily. train, easily to get some, and you absolutely have the time. <laughs> That's all. And as far as like telling the difference between someone that you want to date and someone that you want to just hook up with. <laughs> good luck. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> good luck. Mitra's been dating with for five years and she still doesn't know which was which. <laughs> yeah, we're just sort of just still hooking up, figuring it out right yeah. now. <laughs> Honestly, I don't. <laughs> I'm not sure how like I'm still trying to figure that between out for us. Honestly, oh my between God. you and me. Do yeah. I want to date you? Are we dating? You? Are we yeah. just hooking up? Yeah. <laughs> we don't know what sex is. The chemistry is so palpable between us on this podcast. <laughs> I think people can feel it in their little damn earbuds. Um, okay, Gossip Slur, I think that the, the ultimate answer is you've left yourself with no options. You painted yourself in a new corner and you need to look at all the no's that you gave us from the last, from your, listen back to that call, listen to all the no's, pick one of the no's and make it a yes. Yep. That's, that's your assignment. Your Good luck. Bye. Bye. Welcome back. Welcome back. It is Urgent Care and welcome back. Mitra, people have asked you to stop singing. I can't stop singing because then what will my personality be? Every podcast in sort of our sphere is a singing podcast at the end of the day. <laughs> in our sister sort of universe of podcasts and our friends, we all sing. And we're and we're sort of singing. the worst singers out of all of Can the I podcasts. tell you what I did? Yeah, we are actually out of all of our sister podcasts. We are um, the worst singers. I will tell you, though, that I got to Earwolf so early this morning um i sat in a little room with the lights out and i sang quietly on the outside always looking in well i ever be more than i've always been because i'm tap tap tapping on the glass Maybe we're the best singers out of all of us. Um, Back to the issue at hand. We've got an amazing email here that I'd like to read to all of you, and we will give this person advice. Hey, friends, I'm a 34-year-old single dad, hot, that lives in the Bible Belt, (laughs) and I'm having trouble finding people to date. It seems like most people here are basic Southern stereotypes, but the last few interesting women I've dated seem to have severe mental health, financial, etc. problems. (laughs) I can't move to a bigger or better city for like 10 years because I don't want to abandon my kids. I guess I'm just asking for advice on how to find someone stable that isn't boring or even just where to find anyone to date that isn't a bar or club. Thanks. Um... I almost read his entire first name. <laughs> entire full name. Um, what you, I think we named this one. Hot Dad. Hot Dad, wow. They couldn't really? get more creative yeah. uh, here. We're seeing sort of the sparks of creation right here. <laughs> Witnessing it happen right before your the very ears. Creation. Good. <laughs> It's so sad yeah. that that is like lurking just below the mm-hmm. surface for us at any given moment. Mm-hmm. Deeply sad for both of us. Um, <laughs> I mean, I guess like the obvious. So I'm assuming you've tried online dating. Yeah. Must Hot have. Dad. I mean, he must have. And I and I guess like here's the thing is I think 
Because I, I actually am very turned off by people who list only don'ts in their dating profiles. Like, I don't want this. I don't like this. And I don't like this. So I think maybe you hide sort of what you what the don'ts of like, um, you know, I love people who don't have severe mental <laughs> <laughs> health or financial, et cetera, problems. I wonder what the et cetera is there. Yeah. And I'm curious, like, what the financial, like, like, I feel like that is something where I'm like, you could probably whatever. I mean, I'm curious I think, with that. Yeah. I guess like financial struggles is like one of those weird things. I think, and, and he's just a little bit older than I am, but it is like, what I, re- I don't think I would not date someone that I otherwise really like because they have bad credit. Like, I, I just don't know. It's hard for me at this stage in my life to sort of figure out what that I think I just lack the understanding and I'm sure like the priorities for someone who has a child are different mm-hmm. but I but I also think like it, and I think it depends on like what this person is looking for like if they're looking yeah. for someone fun to date casually then like maybe there's a way to work around that at, at, oh, but if it you know I don't know but uh, I think the best way to meet somebody who doesn't fit these sort of quote-unquote basic southern stereotypes in the city that you live in is um join i mean this is this is a funny this is this is going to be a funny example that i said but i want to make it clear that i'm actually being serious is um join the dsa <laughs> join the dsa chapter in your city i i don't know if it's a major city or if it's near one but do that but but sort of more broadly i mean like get involved in a in a, a, an act, not an activity, but like a cause. Hey, yeah, or like take a that class. That is progressive. I'm, I'm assuming this is ba- by Southern, ba- basic Southern stereotypes. He means they're sort of conservative and mm-hmm. religious and et cetera, et cetera, all those things that we know. Um, but I do think like, you know, outside of online dating, like sort of getting involved in a, a progressive cause. Or like an activity that stereotypically has, like attracts more progressive people yeah. or even like like I, I I'm obsessed with bringing up my pottery class today I guess but like <laughs> taking this class I w- it was really cool because I like I your world gets so small when you like have huge time consuming responsibilities yeah. and it it's an easy way to get out of the spaces that you find yourself in and meet people who at least have some sort of shared interest you can talk yeah. about like is there some sort of class you could take I'm going to say if you take a pottery class everyone in there is going to be a gay weirdo in the bible belt every single person who takes pottery is gay and weird <laughs> Every single person I have ever known to take a pottery class is gay and weird. Everyone in my pottery class is so hot. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So I, I think you have to take a pottery class and you will fuck someone in it. No. <laughs> um, so, yeah, change my, your online dating profile. And take a pottery class because it's all beautiful women also in my pottery wow. class. So I think it's all going to be gay and weird. And a couple who one of them is really good and one of them is really bad. <laughs> On uh, what are the gender and sexuality of the couple? It, it's straight couple. Um, the man is really good and the woman is really Wow. Bad. That's not how society would normally see that. And that's I know. beautiful. It's beautiful. They're sort Subverting of redefining. Gender stereotypes, yeah. So. Who can be bad at art? <laughs> <laughs> and it's that beautiful. is beautiful. Um, so, yeah, I, I guess like I'm, I'm serious. I thought about this long and hard and I think joining the DSA, um, get Bernie or Elizabeth Sanders. Or Elizabeth Warren. Ooh, a dream couple. Ooh. Oh my God, Bay goals. They get married. Oh my, oh my God. God. Oh my God. Aww. Oh, they have a baby. <laughs> they name it Mayor Sheet. <laughs> yeah, you're running Mayor Pete's campaign yeah. now, right? Mm-hmm. I'm in or charge of it. Social media. No, 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 no. I'm in charge of all of it. Okay, cool. Top down, I am running Mayor Pete's campaign. Everything is my fault. Um, <laughs> So, yes, I encourage you to join um, some sort of cause or, I guess, if you want to meet gay weirdos, a pottery cause. <laughs> We've got another big call, another big call sort of uh, coming up that really <laughs> is from a person who sort of represents all three of our biggest sort of demographic oh, yeah. um, touchstones. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Wow. It really is. Triple crown. Get excited after the break. <laughs> Okay, and we're back, and oh boy, we got another one. We got another... Another uh, big call. Another big call that we're excited to dive into. <laughs> this one, it's sort of an intersection of two of our great um, our communities. Great <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's give it a listen. Um, okay, so basically my problem is that I have a crush on this girl um, at, who, goes to, who goes to the same university as me, 
and uh, it would be totally fine and cool because she's great and cool, uh, but she's dating um, a guy. She's in a relationship with a guy on my improv team, and it makes it really weird because he's, like, a great guy, and they're, like, a cool couple, but also, like, sometimes at parties, she's, like, flirty with me, and she's told me that they've, like, considered being open, but obviously that would, like, ruin um, my improv team vibe if that, but some people on the team know about it, but others don't. I just, I don't know how to navigate that, so um, any advice would be cool. I feel I feel this to my core. I deeply Yeah, I feel like you have some dire- I have some questions mm-hmm. for this person and I think you have some direct sort of life experiential advice to give. Yeah, I would say um, kind of tore through every improv team I was a part of. So. Um, and I think that the only way for us to really help, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna posit this name for this person as um Gal Close. <laughs> 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 okay. Gal close. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> or you just call her Sharna. <laughs> Sharna. <laughs> Sharna. Yes, I Sharna. love that. Okay, Sharna. Sharna. That's an even. This is better. Gal, Listen, no, that's Gal why. Close. Gal close is really Gal good. Close. We'll do Gal close. Okay, Gal I like close. Gal close. I mean, what, it hurt me to hear it, so we should do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think the only way to help Gal close is um, to call. Her back yeah. and get some answers and we'll find to the truth yeah. in comedy. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Follow the fear. That's what we're gonna tell her. <laughs> okay. Oh wow! <laughs> Let's give her a ring. Hi. Hi. Hello? This is Joel and Mitra from Urgent Care. Um. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh! Hi. Are Hi. you our Are you our friend with an improv problem? I sure am. Okay, we've dubbed you. <laughs> Gal close, <laughs> um, and that's what well, your pseudonym for the call. I'm so sorry, you have no say. Um, you have no choice. That's what, we worry. We're, we're going between that and Sherna. I don't know which one you prefer. Um, <laughs> um, okay, either. wow, she she <laughs> loves it. She loves it. So we have some follow up questions, and then Mitra also, I think, has some real life sort of experience <laughs> to impart to you. But I guess my first question is: is why would Sort of entering into a psychosexual threesome with this this improv couple ruin your improv team? Do you think? Um, because you know, if the person, if the guy on my team finds out, then he's going to be like, "Whoa, hey, that's the person I'm dating," and then I have to be like, "Oh, I guess that's true." How long have they been dating? Um, for like kind of a long time since. Uh, maybe almost a year. But I'm just confused because she says that they are open, right? Or are they just they in the considering? They about becoming open, but it isn't like official. But um, she told me that sort of like during one of our late night talks. And it felt like a move to you, maybe. Yeah, I mean... You don't just like throw that out there. No, you absolutely do not. You absolutely do not unless you're being interviewed on a podcast. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> okay. So that, that gives me a little bit of clarity. So she, he, you haven't talked to him at all about this, right? Um, no. And you have no interest in sort of doing three prov with them sort of sexually. I mean, I'm pretty gay, but I guess okay. I could put up with it, maybe. <laughs> and, you know, that's that's kind of like our approach to, like, sex and dating yeah. on this show is just put up with it. Just be okay with it. <laughs> um, I also want to know, so you say that um, some people on the team know about it. What do you mean? What do they know about exactly? Um, so, like, before a party, we were pre-gaming, and I got pretty drunk, and I told, like, kind of my inner circle of the team. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Ten of your inner circle? You told you told some of the inner circle. Oh, I was like, how yeah, big is this improv team? So you told a couple people. Yeah, I told a couple people, and they were all like, oh, man, you know, that's really tough, but, you know, he's they're together. So. Mm. So t- sounds like typical sort of hetero condescension. Um, <laughs> so... Mitra, I think it's time. I mean, for me, um, I haven't had this exact experience, but I was 
in a college improv group. And I was, I pretty much made a uh, shitting where I ate a full time job. <laughs> and um, it for me, it uh, didn't really ever end well. Um, and I think you just have to ask yourself, like, for me, um, where I went to school and where I was in my life, my improv group was a very important part of my life. So um, yeah. do you feel that way about your group? And think about this hard and long before you say the words, my improv group is an important <laughs> part of my life. Yeah, I'm avoiding eye contact with Joel as I talk about. Uh, <laughs> think real um, as hard. Sad as, it is, as sad as it is, yes, my college improv group is a huge part of my life. I, I'm this, I was the same. And look, and now she's... On a podcast, okay? She hosts her own podcast, <laughs> so there's hope for you yet. But how? what year are you in school? Um, I'm a senior. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Burn it all down, Burn it baby. to the ground. <laughs> Got close. What are you doing? Burn it all down. Oh, my God. Yeah, you have no choice but to just go for it with this. I Whoa. say you, you get it in writing. You say, listen, you get her, you get her next to the flip cup table, mm-hmm. and you say... Oh. Are you open or are you not? Yeah, because she's all, like, you, we need some clarity from from this chick. Well, and I actually think something that I'm surprised you didn't bring up that neither of you have thought to do is sort of broach it mid-scene. I think, <laughs> have you tried sort of initiating a scene that is about this? Like, because I find that you should be able, if you can, if you're a good improv team, you should be able to, because I saw Don't Think Twice. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> And I find that a lot of their issues were being worked out sort of within the improv scene when Gillian Anderson went into that hole, you know? And so I think you need to sort of improvise your own hole on stage and sort of when they're, but when the two of them are on stage together, you just need to sort of pop in. Does she do improv? Yeah, she does. She's also on your team? No, she's on a different team that I'm also on. Oh, Oh, wow. So you should just, what you should do is just um, burn it all down, quit that one team, and only do the other team. And <laughs> Yeah, why do you need to be on two different teams? Isn't that a conflict of interest? You, you, um, you should ask one, her that question. <laughs> one is more like uh, trying really hard and competitive, and the other is more like feel good. Okay. okay. Which one is the, the boy on? Is he on the really competitive one? Yeah. Classic. Oh, wow. Toxic. And then she's on the feel good one. And that makes yeah. that that tracks really well because she makes you feel good. And is the feel good one like worse? Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just asking because I, I know this I know this world, baby. <laughs> um yeah, I think I think we're team just go for it. <laughs> I say I think go for it. Are you are you like are you do you have have you caught feelings for this person? Um, a little bit, but then there was like weird stuff. So then I kind of didn't, but it's like when you see someone do really good improv, sometimes it's like, okay, maybe I do have a crush. (laughs) (laughs) It is cool to see someone thrive in a field that you care about. No, no, no. I will say, I get what you're saying because I've seen really (laughs) good improv. And it is amazing. And it is it is magic when it happens. It is magic when it happens. And so I, we don't want to be too hard on you. But just the sentence was a bummer, you know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but if she, unless until the day she says we are open, then you doors can't. closed. Yeah, because yeah. like because <clears throat> no matter what, it's messy. But yeah. at least it won't be like evil. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, anyways. Okay. Do you have any? Do you how have, do you feel? How do you feel about this? Have we solved it for you? <laughs> I feel like we need uh, a verbal yes or no. And if it's no, that's fine. But we just need to know for our records. Yeah, I feel better about it. Sure. <laughs> oh, wow. oh, God. That gutted me. That was like a knife to my fucking gut. Oh, God. Well, Gal Close, um, we wish you well. Um, I really do hope that you get laid by this person. And <laughs> I hope you find everything that you need. From improv. Thank you and so remember, much. your college improv team is forever. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> There's no escaping it. Okay, goodbye. Good luck. Bye. Thank you. Any thoughts on Gal Close? 
I feel that we did not help at all. <laughs> I feel like we made her life worse. I think we made it more confusing. Think I think we, we definitely did. We sort of just repeated the information about the call, and then <gasps> she. Um, but but I I do hope that um, she finds what she's looking for with this girl. I think it's going to end badly. That's how I feel. Yeah, I think it's. I think that's like no matter what we said, it was going to end sort of badly but, because. Whenever there's like sort of open relationships and you sort of add improv into it, what could go right? Yeah, completely. And it's like, as someone who was deeply entrenched in that sort of college improv landscape, um, it sort of never goes well, I feel like, when there's romance or you just get married. My experience is that it blows up horribly and ruins everything for everyone or you get married. And I would like to say that... I auditioned for my college improv team twice and did not make it on. So if you're sensing, like, that's where a lot of this is coming from for me. Wow. It's so rare to feel that I have the the upper hand on you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, on that, we're going to take a break. Oh, boy. Well, we helped her. Exactly zero percent. Yeah, and I was really expecting to make a huge difference considering that this person ticked off all of the boxes that are most important to us, which are improviser. Young, queer. Yeah, so, and we really, um, we really really dropped the ball. Yeah, and we apologize for that. I feel like this entire episode we have been running, like, sort of operating at 100%. And then we got her on the phone and we just sort of, we're sort of staring into the mall and we were like, well... I could feel, I could hear it in her voice. Yeah, too. she was very disappointed. She was enough. really let down. Really let down. I would love a second chance with her, uh, mm, but she will never give us one. She will. And never that's give us sort one. of the real lesson of that call is that yeah. you get one shot. Yeah. And you lose it. But um, if you have any advice um, for our young improviser at college, um, you can of course always, 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 always scroll, 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 scroll. You can always call us. Always give us. You can call us at three two three 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 four zero three seven one, or email us at urgentcarepot at gmail dot com. Any. Any time of the day, call, leave us a voicemail, send us an email with your issue. Be specific. Um, if you have questions or comments or uh, advice of your own for anything that me and Mitra have mentioned on the podcast today. Especially our own lives and the choices lives, that yes. we make. Or any of the calls that you've heard. Um, we love to hear from you. Um, Please subscribe to us. Subscribe and give, and us, give us five stars. Because okay? we are looking. We're looking. <laughs> and we our feelings get hard. very hurt. We are so We're going to need a lot of people to balance out the bad stuff mm-hmm, because the, mm-hmm, I internally mm-hmm. That I make it back pain and then I carry it. And you know what it does? It turns into another podcast. It does. And you you don't want that. Every one star (laughs) review we get, we turn it into another podcast. (laughs) They're going to be, and we're going to have so many spinoffs, you're not going to be able to keep them straight. So please keep us from making a spinoff of this. And leave us five stars. (laughs) Please. See you next week. Or else. Bye. (laughs) 